Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. You were able to witness, were you able to watch all of the practice again today? Yep. Yep, they're actually still going. They should be wrapping up here in just a few minutes. But, um, yeah, we was able to watch practice today, and we'll be able to watch it again Thursday. And we'll have a few players after practice today. I think maybe Rocket Sanders, A.J. Green, Kari Johnson, and Zach Williams, I believe, is who we'll speak to today after practice. So um, find out a little bit about what they thought about things. There was a few players missing today, aside from, like, some regulars like Landon. Uh, Landon Jackson, who's been missing, you know, and uh, you know Zach Zimmer, some of those guys. But as far as like some of the newer guys that were missing, uh, Trey Knox was not out there today. Uh, Terry Wells wasn't out there today. So um, those are two newer additions. We've seen Terry be a little bit limited, and you know he hasn't like gone in and uh, for team stuff. So maybe it's something along those lines. Not sure exactly on Trey Knox. Um, but I, everybody else was back and looked ready to go. Jaden Hazelwood was in a green jersey today. I believe that's the first time we've seen him in green. Um, let's see, Rocket Sanders is in green. He got dinged up a little bit that last practice before they headed off to spring break. Um, knocked heads with uh, oh, somebody. Came off woozy anyway. Uh, and then uh, Jalen Catalan, who we would expect to be in green pretty much the whole time. I don't know why this was, but uh, Bumper Pool wasn't in green or anything. He was dressed out and going through everything. But when they would, whenever they would go to team, he wasn't going out there. They, they would have, like, Drew Sanders and Paul out there. So I don't know if that was just to get those guys some more work or, or keep Bumper fresh. I don't know. But uh, that was kind of the situation today. And pretty standard practice. And I, I kind of buried the lead a little bit because this was not standard. But, uh, you know, there's been some, there was some talk this morning about Malik Hornsby lining up at wide receiver. And about midway through the practice, uh, look over there and Malik Hornsby split out at wide receiver. And then he, you know, motioned in behind center and K.J. Jefferson motions out and K.J.'s at wide receiver. And Malik, the first time he ran the ball, uh, then a couple other times he lined up at wide receiver. They ran the ball, ran the ball, did it again, and he motioned back at quarterback, you know, and I think threw a pass. Had a nice completion. Uh, he hit KJ Jefferson on a pass uh, in the in the flats one time, and then um, he finally caught a pass on a swing pass uh, a little bit later after lining up the wide receiver. So uh, looks like they are mixing in some packages for him. Pippen kind of mentioned that they would do that. Uh, it looks like uh, you know kind of a catch you off guard. You know we'll move we'll shift over Malik Hornsby quarterback, and you know maybe we'll run him at wide receiver. You don't know. So it looks like they were. They're working, obviously, that package a little bit today. Hmm. Interesting that uh, the media was able to watch that. You thought they may have yeah, kept that under wraps. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that, too. But he also mentioned that on uh, on on radio this morning. So he mentioned hmm. that they were going to try it a little bit. So maybe he wants people to know, hey, we're going we're gonna to mix these guys up. This is something else you got to prepare for. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, talk about the play of the defensive line, Trey. There's still 
a lot of movement going on. I realize the portal is probably still uh, in play in regards to the defensive line, but what have you seen so far from the defensive line? Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. They need to get another uh, interior defensive tackle. You know, they've got uh, Isaiah Nichols, who has done, you know, played a lot of football for him. He, he was pretty much a backup last year. The year before, he actually started seven games, sometimes at end. He's a lot bigger now, over 300 pounds, so he's definitely more of an interior guy now. But, uh, I, you know, they, they need some more bodies. They have Torian Carter. I think Cam Ball, we're going to end up seeing him leapfrog some people also. You know, Cam Ball came in from Georgia and has really stood out since he was a freshman. So it could be his time coming up to maybe move up a little bit higher, you know, depending on also who they who they bring out of the portal. And, you know, you've got Zach Williams at end, who we're going to talk to some today, who's been a regular player at Arkansas for a number of years, but hasn't ever really been a starter. So, Maybe this is his opportunity. He's going to have to fight off some guys for sure. Um, you know, you've got um, Deshaun Stewart over on the other side. Well, I mentioned I didn't mention Eric Gregory, but you got Eric Gregory who who really is uh, you know kind of a jack of all trades to line up inside, line up outside. Uh, but there's no question, you know, with the guys that they have, you know, Landon Jackson and um, uh, all the Georgia Tech uh, defensive end. Um, um, Dominic, Jordan, uh, Jordan Dominic, you know, they've got those two guys on board, so they really need to address things on the inside, get one more one more big-body guy. I don't know if there's a John Ridgway out there, but if they can get somebody big like that, that would be, that would be a bad bet. Jim, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, real quick, uh, I got two things. First thing is, Trey, I'm just curious of how uh, deep is that quarterback position right now? And are we looking anywhere else, uh, or are we set? Second question, uh, and just a comment I told him. Uh, have y'all been paying attention to what's going on with Grant Hill and Scotty Thurman on Twitter? Y'all, have y'all talked on that? I have with not, Scotty no. Thurman, no. Hmm. Grant Hill, Scotty Thurman, yeah, Grant Hill backfired at, uh, you know, fired at Scotty Thurman for his comment. Uh, it's getting pretty good. Uh, just thought y'all might want to turn over there and check that out. Besides right. that, go Hawks. Thank you, Jim. I, I did not hear the first question at all. Quarterback situation. How, are there enough quarterbacks on campus? Are there enough? Well, it's, it's, it's thin. I mean, it's not ideal, I don't think. You know, I, I think that they'll probably add some, you know, another at least a walk-on coming in. But they've got Kate Fortin, who's, you know, done some pretty good things. They've got Lucas Coley. They've got... Uh, KJ Jefferson and uh, and obviously Malik Hornsby, who they you know working a little bit. Technically, they were working KJ at five receiver some today too because they kept motioning him out. So uh, they are probably a little thin. I mean, ideally, you'd like to have a quarterback in every class. You know, probably five quarterbacks on campus. That would be ideal, but it never works out like that, especially in the transfer age. You know, it's just and they didn't work. They didn't bring – I almost said they didn't recruit a quarterback. They did recruit a quarterback last year. They just didn't uh, just didn't end up getting, I guess, a lot of interest back from the guys that they really liked, and they didn't want to just bring somebody in. So probably a little thin. It'll still be K.J. Jefferson as the starter. Malik Hornsby will be your backup. And then most likely Lucas Coley. Now, Cade Renfro, when he gets healthy, then you're in a little bit better situation, you know. But right now, he's not – 
you know, he's just not able to do anything because of the ACL. And I don't know how much that's going to linger on into the season. What do you guys think? Like nine months on an ACL? Something like I would that? think yes. at least nine yeah. months. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a, and he injured it in bowl practices. So it'll be pretty close. I was just trying to think of the uh, read my stepson had ACL surgery. I'm thinking it was, yeah, it's nine months because he heard it in the summer and it wasn't until into the spring the following year before he was able to uh, start playing and working out again. So, yeah, it's a, it's a nine-month cycle once you've mm-hmm. torn that ACL from the recovery, uh, rehab, everything that goes into it. Uh, you mentioned Terry Wells. It seems like the young guys in the offensive line are making a push. I know we've talked a little bit about this, Trey, already with four returning starters, but now Ricky Stromberg, was he able to mm-hmm. return today? And if not, yeah, he was back out there today. Okay, because I, I know Marcus Henderson has moved over to the center position, but you got to believe the starter if he's healthy, is going to be Ricky Stromberg. But looks like the young guys are making a push, uh, if nothing else, for number two on the depth chart. Yeah, I mean, we see Marion Harris working at both guard and right tackle, uh, working with the second group and, you know, with both of those at different times. And, uh, you know, Andrew Chambly, as I've said before, really looks the part. I don't know that he's going to push for a starting job this year, but – uh, he, he really looks like he has a future at Arkansas. And, um, I think it'll probably – it'll just end up being, you know, a battle between Devon Manuel and, and Luke Jones at the left side. And, you know, if all things are equal, then you probably go with the younger guy if they feel like it's an even battle. So, we'll see how that shakes out. Luke has added a lot of weight. He's looking good over there. I would probably cap him as the favorite to win the job right now. Uh, but Manuel, man, he's just, he's just so big. It's 6'9", 360-plus, I mean – just huge. And uh, so, and, you know, we think of Takias Crawford as a younger guy. He's really a junior. You know, technically he's a junior. But um, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see him maybe push somebody out for playing time. I, it's going to be hard. To, you know, Dalton Wagner's been there a long time. Crawford just has so much potential. He's just he's just massive just the way he's put together. So, it's a good young group. And, you know, Patrick Kudis is another guy who hasn't enrolled, I think he's probably going to surprise a lot of people, too. I think he's got a, a really nice future. You know, he's a big kid, 6'6", 300-plus out of high school. You know, he might be a guy to watch, too. Um, and Terry Wells, who, you know, again, he, has, he, he seems like he's been limited uh, with some stuff, and we'll, we'll find out more about that. But, uh, you know, he's, he's just a redshirt freshman. I think he's a guy with a lot of potential. He's not maybe as massive as some of the other guys, but, you know, he's – for a six-four guy, he's got really long arms, um, you know. So we'll see. Is it the area of experience that is separating these younger guys from some of the older guys? I mean, I can't believe it all boils down to just talent. But uh, is it experience, mm-hmm. Trey, that seems to be holding some of these younger guys back? That's it, largely. I mean, some of them like. You know, Marion needs to move some weight around still. He'll look so much different next year, uh, but he needs to move some weight around. And you know, you've got you just got guys that are they're experienced. But you know, 
Brady Latham was starting as a redshirt freshman. You know, it's not just he's not just out there because of experience. You know, he, he's got some talent. You know, and has done a good job for him. Um, you know, same thing with Bo Lemmer and, and the rest of the guys. It's, they're they're also talented. They're just not as, as massive. All right, hang on, Troy. One more segment with Troy Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Ron, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, sir. First of all, appreciate the show very much, and Thank I appreciate you. Trey's insight. My question is, uh, Trey, uh, with the depth we have at tight end, has uh, the little Henry, has he, where's he at on the depth chart? And if he's kind of down and lost in the shuffle still, has he even been considered maybe to follow in his brother's footsteps and maybe try a linebacker since we're still a little shy on depth there? Well, they're pretty thin at tight end. I don't know if that's the, the right call. And Trey Knox was missing today. And so uh, Hudson was running first team today. So uh, oh, there's still, there will be a big role for him because Blake Kern's gone. And, you know, you've moved Knox over there and he's added some good weight. So you'll, you'll have, you know, the rotation basically will be those two guys primarily at tight end. And, you know, behind them, you know, you're really talking about, you know, some – guys that you don't know a whole lot about you haven't seen a lot you know walk-ons or um, you know guys that were injured last year or freshmen um, so uh, they'll, they'll need Hudson Henry this year they need him to stay healthy that's been the problem hasn't been so much if he can play it's he needs to stay healthy and you know that's he's likely to get injured at either linebacker or tight end but they definitely need him at tight end the numbers at linebacker are a lot better Okay, well, I'm, I'm saying I, I thought we had some big-time freshmen coming in this year, so I thought maybe he might get. There's one now. You're, you're ahead of yourself. You're, you're a little ahead of yourself. Hmm. The group of so that next three group? freshmen tied in who are four stars, yeah, and they're in the class of, of 2023. Oh, okay, my bad. Okay, mm-hmm. I just thought maybe he had the same bloodline as his brother and could move it. Linebacker and maybe help out there, but no, it sounds like he needs to stay where he's at. Hey, I appreciate your input very much. Thank you, Ron. Yeah, yeah well, he had another brother who was pretty good tight end. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Trey, there's they keep yeah you know, they keep going. They'll uh, they'll play a bunch of different positions. They played offensive line and tight end first... linebacker. I first saw this on Twitter, and then. I'm not sure there's been an official announcement yet, but Nick Matthews is making the move to join the Arkansas defensive staff as a defensive analyst. Uh, He was on the staff defensive back analyst, to be specific. Um, Was previously at Marshall, where he was a grad assistant, and didn't realize that uh, he had also been part of the staff that included at that time uh, Dominique Bowman, who is the new corners coach at Arkansas. 
And then the other add-on, and I love it rating the staff of um, uh, Brett Bielema, but uh, Terry Hawthorne is a former Illinois assistant. Uh, he will be as director, when well, actually he was director of high school personnel and Illini relations, he will become the defensive quality coach analyst for the Hogs. So mentioning that, how many other analysts does Coach Pittman have on the staff? A good question. We haven't obviously talked to him in you know a while until you know just preview the spring. But we'll talk to him on Thursday. You might send me a reminder on that one, Randy, because that's a good okay. question to ask. Because it's always interesting to know basically where everybody stacks up with Alabama because they have so many. Uh, oh, LSU yes. has a lot. Um, so that that would be a good question to find out how many analysts uh, Arkansas has on staff now. I mean, do Such they a, have... a random group because, like, you know, coaches, there's like, you know, you, you move up to all these different levels. With analysts, you could be a retired coach, you know, just or you could be, uh, you know, a young guy who's, you know, just trying to get into the business. <laughs> I mean, you could be all over the place, and then the salaries range from, like, 50000 maybe to 150000 just depending on your, your level of experience and stuff, so... It's interesting, you know, that's, uh, that's a, a group of people that aren't really talked about a whole lot, but they have all kinds of different jobs. You know, some of them, uh, their job is to stay four games ahead of the team on the schedule, you know, and start game planning, start putting stuff together, uh, breaking down film of, of future, you know, other guys are there to help with special teams or, you know, um, all kinds of different things. So that's a good yeah. question to ask. It would be interesting to know. Alabama has analysts who analyze the analysis gathered by the analysts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> analyst to the analyst to the analyst. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So what happens when I mean, you, there, there's not a limit, I don't think, to having analysts as long as no. I guess no. the budget can handle it, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting at Alabama because – they have so many former uh, head coaches right. who are serving in these these roles. Uh, you know, when when uh, there was, well, there was a big um, Nick Saban kind of made us think about it when the NCAA handed down the rule that you could only have twenty people on headsets. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that hilarious? Remember that? Only yeah. twenty yeah. on oh, headsets. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. We're all wireless. No wonder they this. lost to Georgia. Yeah, I couldn't communicate yeah. fast enough. Um, you remember when um, Orgeron, he brought in Coach John Robinson, uh, former yeah. head he coach at USC. USC. I'm wondering, yeah. who's mm-hmm. retired, I'm wondering if he's still down in, in Baton Rouge. I doubt it. A lot of those guys will just do it for a year. Yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. count how many guys have just popped in and popped out. How crazy. Um you talked about Trey back. Let's kind of recircle back to, gosh, now it's been over almost two weeks ago now for the first practice on that Sunday, how sharp the team looked. Well, they mm-hmm. were able to enjoy a little bit over a week uh, because of spring break. How did the execution look? Uh, sometimes you'll think, well, they got knocked the rust off. Was there any rust evident today? 
I don't know if I would say there was rust, but it did feel like they were working on some new things, Randy. Uh, you know, they, they put in the Malik at wide receiver package. Um, they were doing some drill, some tackling drills that I haven't seen. Now, they were in shells today, so they weren't in full pads, even though, I, as we understand, they, they could have been. But they wanted to at this point. But they weren't in full pads, and they were doing some, like, you know, they had, like, this, like a, I won't call it a dummy because it's almost the size of like a uh, uh, the pit that you land in when you pole vault. You know, it's like a big padded mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they're they're working on like tackling and wrapping up, and they're landing on that. You know, just to make sure nobody gets hurt. Cause that's the main thing that they preach. You know, is don't go to the ground. So they have, you know they've got this pad. So I haven't seen them you know doing that particular drill, but it took some learning, I guess, today. Uh, especially with some of the newer and younger guys that have never done that before, uh, just uh, what they're looking for, you know, with the wrapping up and stuff. But uh, I would say they still, to me, look pretty in rhythm. I mean, and a lot of that is, you know, they've, they've got K.J. Jefferson, you know, who's the returning guy at quarterback, and he's able to direct a lot of stuff. And, you know, there was a there was a moment where there was like a light scuffle. There's, you know, there's a scuffle every other practice. It wasn't anything big. Um, but there were a couple players on – the defensive side, they started kind of like look like they were going to run out there, you know. And Buffer Pool was like, "Hey, we don't do that," you know, stopping them all. So you you've got some guys, you know, in some key roles who are veterans, leaders for you. They can kind of help, you know, maybe speed some of that stuff along, um, you know, as far as you know, looking sloppy or you know any type of type of shenanigans that wouldn't make the team look you know as crisp as as they should. So you know, it's, it's kind of held true to me, Randy. I mean, they, it's, it's amazing, you know, just to come from so far out without a true practice, just to, to be able to hit the field and start going. I think it goes back also straight to the meeting room where these guys like Bumper Pool yep. are been able to exert that leadership in the, uh, in the uh, meeting room. No question. No question. All right, Trey. Thank you. We will talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Beatty of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.